who am I? Good day, listeners. Welcome to another podcast for dreamers, achievers, and explorers. Today's episode will be diving or looking at a topic that says, Don't judge me when you are not in my shoes. Don't. Don't judge me when you are not in my shoes. We look at situations a lot of a lot of the times, and all we do is we pass judgment without understanding the intricacies, the peculiarities, the things that culminated in certain action being taken. All we see is the end product. But really speaking, I think it would be better for us to look at how it started, what led to what, uh, how would the situation have been, what would happen if I were in that situation, what would I do? How would I have behaved? What, you know, let's take a little example. If I, I don't have money to buy food, um, in, I'm in a critical situation in life. I, if I don't eat, I might, I might die. And I find myself in a situation whereby, you know, there is food that is not mine. I don't have the money to pay for it, but I need to, to live. I need to survive. And I've done so many times to beg, to ask them to help me, and nobody is ready to help me. I'm not justifying the situation. If at that point in time that I don't have a choice, I go ahead and I take the food to eat. Don't judge me that, oh, you couldn't stand, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. Because you have to take the whole picture. You have to be holistic about the whole situation in order for you to pass a judgment. That is not to say that I'm here to justify every, any situation that we have fallen short of the glory of God. That is not the goal. I once had a situation whereby a couple, someone, they were trying to come to another developed country and uh, the two of them, the couple, one of them traveled to the US on vacation. And when he got there, he spoke with the wife and said he's trying to see how he can cross the border from the U.S. to this other country. Somebody linked him with a lawyer who knows the law, who knows everything. And uh, after speaking with the lawyer, the lawyer told him that that is not a problem. Uh, They could migrate to this country by saying they were being that he was being harassed in the country where he currently resides 
because of his sexual orientation. That uh, really threw him aback because that was not who he is. So he called the wife and told the wife that, look at what they are asking me to do. And the wife bluntly said, no, we can't do that. We can't go ahead with this. So they both decided to book a meeting, a Zoom meeting with the lawyer. And the lawyer now said to, to them that, listen, this is the only plausible way that it will happen. Uh, there's always uh, a sympathetic uh, move to such people that are being harassed in another country because of this. That is not really that that is who you are. It's just to give you an, a better opportunity to come in and be accepted. And once you come in, the Lord, the lawyer told them was that once you come in, you don't, you are not, that is not who you are. So that gives you an opportunity to settle down and then you cannot file for your wife to come and be with you. So it looked on the surface, it looked so good, it looked so easy. And okay, they said, let's try it. And uh, by the time the process, uh, the, the financial uh, uh, incentive, the payment, all was agreed upon, and uh, they made the deposit, paid the lawyer, and they started the process. And truly, he was able to cross uh, through, and, you know, based on what he said, they started processing, and before he knew what was happening, they were trying to match him with, uh, you know, what he said he was, the sexual orientation that he was. And he's like, no, no. But he said, this is what you say you are. And he called the wife and told the wife, I can't do this. I can't. And the wife said, no, 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 we can't do this. Now, this person got into this with the advice of a learned person who should know better. And making that decision, he felt that this person knows it more than him and it was a right decision for him to take. He has no reason whatsoever to say, I did not know. Because ignorance in the law, before the law, is no excuse. You and I have a responsibility to look at things critically before taking a line of action or before making a decision. Because we will be the one responsible for the line of action that we have taken. It is therefore critical for us to look at all the situation. Understand one basic fact that I will be the one responsible for my line of action. I will be the one that will either be justified or be destroyed. Once I'm able to make up my mind and see from all ramifications, then I will be able to make the right decision. Don't ever get to a point, think, oh, I have an excuse to give. However, before we judge such people, it is still better for us to look at 
the situation that have happened to them before we pass any judgment. Mark 14 verses 29 to 30. Peter said to him, to him here means Jesus, even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Peter was so sure of himself. He knew all that he has learned from the master. He has been with, this, with the master for close to three and a half years. He's imbibed his teaching. He's left his fishing business. He's totally sold out to the ideas of the master and of the kingdom. He loved everything that he was doing. He knew the inner. He was ready. So he, for him, he knew for sure, I can't fall. I am sold out to the kingdom. Sometimes I, when I hear, I read the scripture that says, let, let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. I'm always challenged. What does this mean? It simply means don't boast. It simply means don't judge others because you don't know where you truly stand. There comes a time in our lives when we are made to stumble. We all have a strong desire that once we drink from this fountain of life that we want to be well pleasing to God who called us out of darkness. We were once darkness. We were once in darkness. But you know God by his infinite mercy has chosen to now call us out of this darkness into his marvelous light. We understand the enormous price paid for our lives and we want to do the best, all that we can, that is within our power to make him proud of us. We love the fact that he has paid a unique price for our lives. We truly desire to make our God proud by following his commands and instructions so that we can stay on the path of righteousness. Without saying it, we are indirectly saying, Lord, I'm sure you see what I'm doing. I'm also trying to compensate for the pain you went or you took for me. This is our desire. But desire a lot of the time is not the reality. When we are faced with a stumbling block, we still have the decision to either stumble or overcome it. We cannot blame it on anyone else because it was our decision. And you know, the moment to make decision is like split second. You are either making the right decision or you are making the wrong decision. 
And this is where fellowship with the Holy Spirit and taking time to say you don't want to run into a decision. You want to take a step back, take a breather, and just clear your mind and ask, what should I do? That split second can help you to turn around a major decision that will have a destructive dimension in the in your in our future. I once watched a true life story of a loving married couple who started very well, but adversity set in, such that both of them had nothing to live on. They were both well educated. Things got really, really bad. But the woman was able to secure a job to help keep food on the table while the husband was doing all sorts of menial jobs in order to provide for the household. I believe the husband had at the back of his mind stood on the wall or read from the scripture, he that must not walk must not feed. Or I'm sure he must have also read from the scripture, he that is unable to provide for his household is worse than an infidel, is worse than an unbeliever. I'm sure those words taunted him. And so he chose, knowing fully well that there is dignity in labor, he chose to do whatever his hand can find for him to do. It was no longer about the certificate he had. It was about the reality of the situation. To look at what I can do to provide for my household. They still loved each other and prayed to their God for a major turnaround. This is normally the time that we blame God. We tell God, you are the reason why we are in this situation. But they love God. They did not confess negativity or unbelief, but had hope in their God that their miracle was around the corner. They continued to worship God, asking for intervention, divine intervention. They were not ready to compromise no matter what happened to them, the story of Job echoed, re-echoed in their heart. They believed Job went through this same process and he came out strong. That encouraged them. Through their periods of lack, they kept on loving their father and loving each other and not complaining. They understood one basic fact. That love was not based on materiality, but that love was based on conviction. I want to say that a love is not based on materiality. Love is not based on comfort. Love is based on conviction. That is why you have to make up your mind that before you get into marriage, before you agree to a marriage proposal, don't say my father 
influence me. Don't say my brother, my sister, my friend, my pastor, my this influence me. No, no, no. You are in this relationship based on the decision you have made. You must be convicted. Relationship based on love must be based on the vision that you have seen in that person that you want to join yourself to for the rest of your life. If that vision is not part of what you are thinking of, then you have no, no reason going into that relationship. We must understand that love must be based on conviction. It then happened that the husband took ill and was taken to the hospital emergency center. The finances required was beyond them. The man lay critically ill at the point of death. The woman went to her office to ask for a loan to help her husband. That seemed to me to be the only plausible thing for the woman to do to get help at that point. They had agreed earlier in their marriage never to borrow for anything. They, they have always chosen to maintain financial discipline. They wanted to live within their means, but their situation had pushed her to take this decision to borrow to save her husband's life. Then she got the shock of her life. Her boss demanded for sex. She had always been a consensual worker but was now in a fix. She loved her husband so much that she did not want him to die. But again, she did not want to sin. She was a virgin when she got married to her husband. The boss brought the money for the surgery to her and asked her to do her part. How tempting is the situation she's in? You know what? She did it. I know, I know, I know a lot of, a lot of, oh, you were waiting for me to say, you know, she was strong. She didn't do it. You know what? She did it. She was made to stumble. This is not the standard expected of her from God. Because she could have followed God to the end. She could have believed God and expected the miracle to happen without compromising. A sinful nature we must always understand can never, never glorify the Lord. From a humanistic and emotional level, we cannot condemn her. Why? Because we must sympathize with her that she fell into this sin due to the circumstances. But the standard expected of us from God is that we stand in faith and trust Him to do it for us. However, this has happened. We should not run away from God. We must, must run back to Him and repent and confess our sins because He's ever ready to forgive us and cleanse us. It is not right for us to speak about people who have fallen in the course of their journey. We have no right whatsoever to speak against them until we ourselves are able to pass the same test 
when placed in similar situations that they found themselves. Our strength will fail us sometimes, but we have to understand that God is always there for us. We need to always depend on Him. And when we fall short of His expectations, we should repent and ask for forgiveness. That is why He is a loving Father. We should go to Him, repent, and He will always forgive us. Father, help me never to be judgmental, thinking I am better than others. Help me in my weak moments to go through without compromise. Thank you, listeners. I believe this again has challenged you, encouraged you, made you to understand that whatever your neighbor, your friend, your brother, your sister are going through or whatever, whatever they have done, we shouldn't just at the onset pass judgment on them. Let us take a step back. Look for ways to encourage them. Look for ways to make them stand strong and bring them back to life. Until I come back again with another episode of Who Am I? Please visit my website paulugobo.com for more episodes of Who Am I? Until then, take good care of yourself. God bless you.